Hello and welcome to episode 45 of Feckin' Metal. I'm your host, Fergal Trainer. It feels a bit strange to have Ark Sabbath finally wrapped up in the bag, done and dusted, and other phrases to insinuate that it's finished. It, um, it took up so much of my life for so much of this year, and it's a strange sense of loss, but also a, a sense of relief as well, knowing that I don't have to edit any of those hugely complicated episodes with all the different audio tracks again. Um, but i just like to say again, I know I said it at the end of the episode last time, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that whole process and interviewing everybody and piecing those episodes together. And uh, thank you to everybody who contacted me about that last one. I know it was two hours and 42 minutes long. I apologize about that. But I thought, go out with a bang. Why not? And, you know, you can listen to those things in chunks. You don't need to listen to them straight through. I certainly wouldn't have done. But thank you to everybody who contacted me. I received a lot of contact about that one. Um, People thought it was quite good, apparently. And, um, yeah, it was great. It was great to finish out and finally put the lid on that and maybe next year i'll attempt something similar um but for now this week we're kind of back to normal it's a friday episode this is the way it used to be in the long long ago and this is how i intend to continue so this week or on this episode i'm speaking to wayne jackson wayne jackson is the organizer of Manifest taking place in the united kingdom next year i don't want to say where it is taking place because that in itself is kind of a funny story on the podcast but it's taking place next year and um to give you a personal bit of history for this festival for me it was supposed to take place as a there's my phone it was supposed to take place as a one day event in 2020 and it was just a, a, a day of bands and then that had to be postponed to 2021, where it turned into a two-day festival um, with different bands, not necessarily the same bands that were on the, the original lineup. And then that had to be postponed again. And it ended up being a three-day festival in 2022, an open-air festival. So this was never originally the plan. It was an indoor one-day festival. Now it's a tr- three-day open-air festival. And anyone who bought a ticket for the original festival for a one-day ticket and held onto it through both postponements was given a three-day VIP ticket so that includes me so that's brilliant obviously um but the list of bands on this um i'm just going to read out some of my own personal highlights on the friday you have accept headlining i i never got to see accept with udo dirk schneider but i have seen them with mark tornillo or tornillo not sure how you pronounce that you know the guy he wears the cap and they were fucking fantastic i saw them um it was kind of a dual headlining thing with sabaton but they were technically supporting Sabaton, but they got a good hour and a bit of, of time on stage. And I love those recent Accept albums, the last few, um, Blind Rage, um, Stalingrad, all those ones. They're really, really strong material for a band of, of that age. They've been around for so long. And I, I think Mark was a great singer choice to replace Udo. Um, hard, a hard voice to replace, but they've done a good job. It's kind of almost like a Brian Johnson, Bon Scott situation there. Uh, but they've picked a very, very good replacement. I know he's like been in the band for ages now, but... Um, to some people, to a lot of people, he's still the new guy. But yeah, except Overkill, which I kind of like. Um, you know, I'm not massive into thrash, but I have listened to some of their albums and I think they're quite good. I'll definitely enjoy watching them. Visigoth, playing both Friday and Saturday. One of my favourite bands ever, I'm going to say. I know they only have two albums, but those two albums to me are so strong that I would rank them up there. They haven't put out a bad song, let's put it that way. Um, Candlemas, Eternal Champion. Visigoth playing on this Friday and a Saturday. Eternal Champion, Sirith Ungle playing for the first time in the UK, and uh, Night Demon. Just to name some of the highlights, I can't wait for that festival. It's going to be fucking fantastic. And if you have ever wondered what it's like to organise a festival, 
what it's like to book a one-day festival for it to turn into a three-day outdoor open-air festival. If you've ever wondered what it's like to deal with bands and booking them and organising bands into a running order and running the backstage requirements of a festival and everything in between. If you've ever wondered what it's like to just decide one day, hey, I'm going to put on a heavy metal festival and for it to go ahead and for it to be a success, then this is the interview that you should be listening to because Wayne talks about all of that in his very candid, down-to-earth way and I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to him. So, in a couple of minutes, I'm going to give you Wayne Jackson, organiser of Manifest. But before that, as next Friday is Christmas Eve and the Friday after that is New Year's Eve, I am going to release two episodes on those days. Well, an episode on each of those days. But in a kind of a bit of a cheat, I'm going to put out some material which will be familiar to you, probably, if you've been listening along. But I'm going to do it in this fashion. Uh, Friday of next week, Christmas Eve, I'm going to put out the full interview I conducted with Joe Sigler from black-sabbath.com for inclusion in my Sabbath arc, Arc Sabbath. But I'm going to put out the full interview so you get to hear my questions and his answers, which you won't have done if you've been listening along. And there was so much material in that interview that wasn't used in the arc. It didn't nicely slot in anywhere in the story that I was trying to tell. But I really think it needs to be heard because Joe is an absolute mine of information about Black Sabbath and he has lots of personal stories about the band as well, which never aired on any of those episodes. So next week, Christmas Eve, my present to you is the full interview with Joe Sigler from black-sabbath.com and the week after that, I am going to post the full interview I did with Mick Wall, again the one for the Sabbath arc, not the previous interview I did with him which has already been released, but the full interview with Mick Wall, again you'll get to hear my questions and his answers and the banter back and forth, which again is always lost in the arc Sabbath episodes when I just post the other person's comments. So those are going to be the next two episodes, this is Wayne from Manifest, I hope you enjoy it, here it is. All right, so I'm speaking to Wayne Jackson here, uh, organizer of the Manor Fest Festival in the UK, uh, and also the singer in the band Valifar, who've been around since 2013, a death metal band. So welcome to the show, Wayne. Uh, he's thank you. He's thank you for having us on. And uh, yeah, look forward to our chat. Uh, so you're in Wales at the moment, is that correct? Uh, no, uh, I've actually come back. Um, I'm back home in, in Yorkshire. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've been in Wales for about a week and a half and stuff. So, yeah, it was just and I just for a bit of a getaway and uh, yeah, yeah, he's back to normality now. So Yorkshire uh, is home for you. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I actually I visited the city of York um, a few years ago. It was a fantastic place. Absolutely loved it. Uh, didn't go too out too far outside the city now, but um, I love the accent. Oh, cheers. <laughs> Likewise as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do like the Irish accent. Um, so, uh, so Manorfest is. Um, I just I was trying to find out about it. Like, so did it start in twenty seventeen? Was that the first year uh, that Manorfest name was used? At least it was. Yeah, yeah, oh. uh, yeah. That's it. Okay. And then it was uh, just from reading some stuff online. It was known as Dio Fest, or you were promoting a festival called Dio Fest before that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, it was like um, it was like a charity. Uh, event at the time and um, we were raising money well we were trying to raise money uh, to start off with for the DO fund for the right. DO cancer fund but because it was like uh, it's quite a lot of red tape at the time um, we, uh, it, we we just raised money for a local charity uh, cancer hospice by us up in Yorkshire and uh, yeah it, 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 and ever since then we've just uh, it's, we've just carried on raising money for them 
they were still do as manifest. But uh, but yeah, it was like a tribute night for Dio. We had a Dio tribute band. He's along with my own band, uh, Valifar. Yeah. And a few others. So he sort of stemmed from there, really. Very good. And how many years did the Dio Fest run for? Uh, we did two years for Dio Fest. It were both times they sold out. So I just thought, right, I think it's time to, and that's to move on now. And then, um, so you rebranded, it called it Manor Fest. It was originally in Victoria Hall in Kylie. Is that how you pronounce it? Or Kylie? I'm not sure. Uh, Keithley. Keithley, sorry. And um, yeah, so, so that was like a one day festival in 2017. And for 2022, we're looking at a three day festival uh, in Whittlebury Park, again in, in Towchester. Is that how you pronounce that word? Towchester. Uh, <laughs> right, <okay. laughs> I, was no, I was the same. I was there thinking, is it Towster? Is it Towster? <laughs> or whatever. And uh, I went for the first meeting and I, I think I even said, oh, it's great to be in Towster. And it goes, no, no, it's toaster. It's toaster. Oh, so, like, what you put your, your bread <laughs> so, into yeah. in the morning? So, um, but yeah, it took me a while to get that one. Very good. But uh, so, what a, what a huge transition from the one day festival only a few short years ago to uh, a three day festival, which now has VIP tickets um, and all sorts of different things and camping. Um, so, can, can I ask, how did you get started in promoting heavy metal shows or music events at all? Uh, it's basically I was just I was just thrown in at the deep end really. Uh, a friend of mine came up to me and said, "Look, I want you to hold a festival. Uh, is I want you to book some decent bands for us, and uh, is there any chance you can do it?" And I thought, "Right, yeah, yeah, okay. we, we'll do it." And that's basically that's basically how I got into promoting. Really, yeah, just 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 thrown in at the deep end. And the friend who asked you to do it, like, were you doing a favour for somebody, or what was the story? What was the uh, background? Uh, it's basically what uh, he just wanted, you know, like a biggish band to play, and because I had a, uh, a number of contacts through Valifar, he's uh, I'll give you the backing, and uh, if you basically get the band, and that's what I tried. It's a number of bands, then of course uh, ended up with uh, with Grand Magus and Memoriam. Yeah, so, so just looking at the, the lineup for the first one here. So it was, it was a much smaller event than what you're currently promoting. Um, did you ever envisage it turning into this kind of three-day thing? I mean, I know the coronavirus probably had a lot to do with that. I know it was originally booked for 2020, the, the current festival, and then 2021, and now it's been rebooked for 2022. But did you ever envisage uh, Manifest turning into this three-day event, or was that in your plans at all? Yeah, it, it was always in the plans, but uh, I don't think we saw it envisaged uh, it was going to be this soon. Mm. Uh, I think um, uh, if we didn't have COVID, then uh, I would have done uh, it's another two years, uh, yeah. possibly at Keithley. But, um, but of course, like with COVID, it sort of, it, it, it sort of springboarded us on. And that, he, he, he's into doing it outdoor. And uh, yeah, and I think it's you know it's sort of the best decision we've ever done, and that's to be fair. Yeah, uh, and then like so when when you're starting out when you're when you're doing the first manifest or even the Dio fest before that, like did you have contacts in the music industry to just contact a band and say can you play, or did you have to just go like somebody like me would and try and find out who their um, manager was on the internet, or like how, how do you go about that at, at the early yeah. stages? Yeah, it, it was basically, it was just in the early stages. Uh, yeah, it was just basically, it's going on onto the internet, 
and that and that finding who the agents are and everything and just trying to build like it uh he's a rapport with them straight away um he's a told him from the outset this is what it's all about and yeah and it's everybody seemed to be you know on board with what we wanted to do and it's from there we've managed to you know build decent relationships with agents they're actually gaining touch with us now mm. which is good you know bands are starting to get in touch with us um, it's because they know it's a good, it's a good, it's a good community festival. Yeah, and and we always try and make the band feel a part of that community. Yeah, and and then did you find like at the start did people take you seriously like um when you're con- like, I mean like just out of the blue you're contacting a band let's say and you're saying like Grand Magus or whatever and you're saying I'm booking a festival and like wh- how did they react initially to that did, did they ask you what's your background do you have experience or did they did they take you seriously immediately or how, how does that aspect of it work Yeah, at first uh, I mean uh, because like Grand Magus have got a di- you know a really big you know he's booking agency behind them. It did take, you know, a few weeks and at the talk and round. But he's retooling the vision. And we said, look, this is the first one we're going to do. We're going to build it. It's year after year. And, uh, you know, it get bigger and bigger every year. And, uh, yeah, and it just seemed to be on board with it from the get-go. And um, and we've been friends ever since. We've been friends with their agent ever since. And everything, uh, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, I must admit, uh, when I got in touch with Memoriam, first of all, mm. uh, <laughs> there was one Saturday night, I had about a bottle of half of, <laughs> of red wine and uh, got in touch with yes. Carl. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I said, Look, is there any chance you guys can do it? Yeah, uh, he goes, Oh, Wayne, if you get in touch with me in the morning, we'll see what we can do, right. So anyway, it's a basically, it's, it's a look at the tweet I gave him. I went, oh my God, did I? Did I, did I? <laughs> Drunken <laughs> gibberish, really? Oh, it was, oh, it was terrible. <laughs> yeah. oh. So then, uh, then I, I goes to Carl Willis, I goes, look, I'm really sorry about that last night. I was drunk. Mm. Uh, you know, I apologise. And But is there any chance you could do the gig? He goes, of course we're going to do the gig. Mm. And that's, yeah, so yeah. yeah, that was quite a funny one. That one. That's interesting. I've done that myself sometimes to try to to ask people if they want to do interviews because there's a certain bravery, obviously, you have when you've had a few drinks and you're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna contact this person. I'm gonna ask them to do a a thing like or a, an interview or whatever. And then the next morning, I'm just like, Oh my god! <laughs> and it's not that I've made loads of spelling mistakes or anything. It's just that the idea that I did it when I had had a few drinks on board is just cringy. Um, although sometimes it's worked out very well, uh, sometimes not so much. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of know what you mean with that. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it, 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 like I say, it was quite funny on that one. I must admit, it, it, it's the only one where you know he, he's a master band when I'm drunk. Mm. <laughs> I won't be doing it again. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. And then, like, so I mean, just looking at the lineup for this year's um, show, it, I mean, you keep announcing bands. You've got Overkill, Candlemas, uh, some band that with a logo that I can't read the name, Eternal Champion, uh, Rod and Christ, My Dying Bride, Serathungle, Night Demon. It, it just keeps getting better and better. Like, is, is there, I, I see only Overkill are announced for the Friday, so I assume there's a lot more bands to come, even still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've, um, we've just agreed some fees with, with the headliners for the Friday. Uh, so it's not overkill. It's overkill, aren't they? Uh, it, well, 
they're, they're going to be one of the headliners. Right, okay. Uh, but there's yeah. another band of, of a similar stature, let's say, that's uh, about to be announced. Yeah, 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 another big band. Well, we've got two biggish bands to announce on the Friday. So, Excellent. Yeah. So, like, I mean, does this, like, like, what's what's the strike rate for asking bands to do it and then being able to do it? Because obviously people are planning tours and things like that. I mean, you've got maybe... I don't know. I'm just looking here, glancing. Maybe 25 bands announced. Did, did you have to ask 50 bands or, or like 100 bands or like how how successful is it? Just asking somebody and them actually ending up on the festival lineup. I'm not going to brag and say, oh yeah, but it, you know, it, it's every band I ask. You know, hey, they're going to say yes. It, it just don't happen. Um, I mean, we were quite lucky with uh, Rotting Christ and Bart Nagar, um, My Dying Bride, who rolled over. And that, so we were quite lucky on that way. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's a say strike rate. It's usually pretty good. I'm pretty, I can be quite pers- uh, it's persuasive via email and that sometimes. Okay. <laughs> and that, but, but, uh, but I say, you know, uh, you know, it's I do ask some bands in, in the region, I'll just go, no, there's no chance. Mm. That's right. Right. And the problem. And is that like because you're asking, for a too big a band, or what would be their reasoning behind that? Yeah, it, 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 it could be a bit of a mixture. It can be, you know, the fee's too big. Well, yeah, because you know, obviously it's it, only just started out and that, as an outdoor festival, so we can't afford the big fees. Mm. Then, you know, it's we're possibly punching a, uh, above his weight with the bands where we've been turned down with. Right, okay, okay. And that because the confidence, and that goes a bit higher, you think, well, I've asked this band, so I'm going to ask that band. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, to me, looking at the lineup, it's uh, genre-wise or sub-genre-wise of heavy metal, it's kind of, it's all over the place, and not in a bad way, I don't mean. Um, do you have any particular type of genre that you want to represent, or do you are you just looking for good heavy metal bands and you don't really care one way or the other? Yeah, um, I'm not a fan of where, you know, it, it, it's one particular genre of metal, mm. you know, you know, where you, where you go to a festival or something, it's, you know, it's all black metal bands, all death metal bands or mm. whatever. It, it just doesn't do anything for that, uh, that for me. Um, I like to have like a mixture and we've always done that and that with Manifest, you know, we've had, um, you know, two bands playing alongside death metal bands and, and it's, it's so on and so forth. But, um, but no, it's, it, um, I've got quite big into like the new wave like, of metal, you know, like yeah. and, you know, Night Demon and everything. So I was quite keen on, on getting quite a good, you know, it, 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 it selection of the new wave of heavy metal bands on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I was shocked to see Eternal Champion there. I think that the, as far as I know, they've only played one UK gig before ever, in, as far as I can tell. That's right. Yeah, they played down in London. Mm. Uh, I think it was the January before lockdown. I tried to get down to see him, but it, it just sold out that quick. That uh, um, I saw, I didn't get a chance. But uh, Eternal Champion was a band we and that were after ever since I heard um, Armor of Aya. Yeah, yeah. And I thought I've got to get this band. Got to get this band. And yeah, we tried a couple of times before. And we just couldn't work out a deal. And then um, a kind of a side question here. Do you promote other standalone concerts as well as this festival? Or is it just an annual thing for you? 
No, it, it, it's I just do manifest. It's just it, it does take a lot of it's a lot of time in in organising. So uh, I I've been offered to uh, organise other gigs and everything, but uh, but no, it, it's just manifest. Okay, so the thing that got me to pay attention to Manifest at all actually was uh, that Visigoth were announced for the 2020, uh, which ended up obviously being postponed twice. But um, then they they announced two uh, Manifest warm-up shows in London in uh, March of last year, which I went to. So I was just wondering if you had any involvement with that, but based on your answer there, I'm assuming that that wasn't uh, something that you booked. No, no. Um, it was uh, Jarvis, um, it was their manager from yeah. Night Day. And that got in touch with me and said, oh, when is there any chance the guys can do uh, two dates down in London? And uh, we'll advertise it as a manifest warm-up. And he goes, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And uh, I was there myself. Were you? Yeah, for both nights, yeah. I I was at those shows. Uh, That's that's mad. (laughs) What what, what fantastic shows they were. Jesus Christ. Brilliant. Oh, man. Uh, Absolutely fantastic. It was both nights were just amazing. Mm, and the set list changed like completely from night one to night two as well. Yeah, that's it. Oh, it, it was amazing. Yeah, great show. Yeah. yeah, Jarvis is a good man. I've spoken to him a couple of times on the podcast um, and Jake as well, actually. Uh, I went over and chatted to Jake before boat shows just to say hello and stuff. But a yeah, lovely bloke as well. Um, but yeah, that, that was one of the best weekends of my life. And uh, it really had me pumped up for for Manifest. And of course, then the coronavirus happened. To, like how badly has that fucked you up <laughs> to, to the last couple of years oh man uh, it, I said the second year was the worst one where we had to cancel this year yeah uh, because it seemed like the first time round we sort of had a reason and that because of the old COVID thing and mm. uh, then it, 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 then we he's rebooked again and because we were so frustrating that we just couldn't hold this gig mm. Um, yeah, it just seemed a hell of a lot worse than than the first time around, and uh, yeah, oh, it was it was an absolute nightmare to and that to tell you the truth. Um, and then, like, I I mean, like, if I'm being too nosy, you can tell me to piss off. But uh, like, do you do you have to pay like bands if you cancel, or do you pay some of the fee, or, or, or like, are you left financially out of pocket if you have to cancel a show like that? No, no, no. We we try and work. We try and work together with the bands and everything. You know, you know. We, we did have to pay. It's a couple of the bands, uh, but we we weren't out of pocket or anything, uh, which were quite lucky, really, because I do know. You know, obviously, uh, promoters and organisers, and that and that during the pandemic did, and that go out of pocket. You mm. know, and it, be certain, but uh, but. You know, it's, we were quite lucky to be, and that to be fair, we got in touch with all the bands, you know, explain the uh, situation, and, and they just sort of worked with us, really. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I suppose I must have had a comment from all sides as well. I mean, like yours wasn't, uh, it couldn't have been out of the blue. I'd say all of their shows have been cancelled as well. Um, so, like, th- when, you're, when you're booking a band, are you thinking... Are you organising the festival in your head? Like, these are the headliners, these are the second headliners, these are going to go on third, or are you just throwing darts onto a dartboard and then you organise the kind of order of the bands afterwards? Or do you, in, in your head, do you go, this is my headlining act and yeah. I need to fill the card after that? 
Yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I've got the headliners already sorted. I mean, I'm even thinking of 2023. You know, uh, I sort of got a couple of bands already booked for 2023. Right. It's because they're the bands out. He's a one on for them. Mm. It, um, it was like with Candlemas. I always wanted Candlemas on. You know, when I first approached him a, few, a couple of years ago, I was told just to go away. But but then we, uh, he built a rapport with the uh, agent and said, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> when you say when you say you were told to go away, what, what do they actually say to you? Yeah, yeah, basically f off, basically yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but then and, and for what well, like for what reason? Just because you were a small new festival? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just because you know they, they basically haven't heard of us. We've got no, we haven't got enough background and everything. Mm. So, but uh, but then you know you know, I always go back the following year, but look, is there any chance, you know, and that we can have X bands and Y bands. Mm. And then, yeah, well, let's see what we can do, you know. Yeah. And I see they're playing a special Nightfall set. Um, was that yeah. something you requested or was that something they were doing anyway? No, um, when uh, we, um, we finalised the deal, I got an email about two days later and that, and that from the agent saying, look, we're going to do you the... Um, we're going to do the special nightfall set for you. And I was just like, oh, my God. Mm. I, was like, oh, I can't believe it. I've just, you know, I dropped the phone, everything. I was just like, oh, God. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're proper happy when they said that to us. And that, uh, That's an interesting one to me, though, because that was Messiah Marcolin, wasn't it? And uh, they're obviously back with the original singer now. But he's right. going to sing an entire album of, uh, of Messiah, which is interesting to me. I mean, um, I, there's actually some uh, fair footage on YouTube and stuff with the original singer uh, and that doing um, a nightfall, and it sounds just as good to me. Mm. It really does. You know, it sounds really good. But uh, but yeah, it was Candlemas was always a band. Um, and My Dying Bride was um, Tulsa Rotting Christ and Bart Nagar. Then. When That's the one I couldn't read the logo off. Yeah. <laughs> Do you recognise the name though? <laughs> are they death metal or what are they? Uh, it's like uh, it's like progressive, like black metal. It's got ICS Vortex. who used to be in. Um, used to be what with the Boo Gear. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. He used to be the bass player in them, but he's now in Bartnagar. Yeah, yeah. They're really good. Yeah, yeah. Really good band. Um, yeah, been after them for. A lot of years as well, but uh, but yeah, I've always got a vision in is in my mind who's going to headline, who's going to, who else is going to be on that bill as well. Yeah, and then like you mentioned just there that you're booking bands already for 2023, which to me is quite interesting. Is this a year round job for you? Do you have another full time job that you do during the day, or is this a side job, or how how does that work? Yeah, yeah, I've got a, a normal day job. Uh, I drive a van for a living. As soon as I get home. Virtually, it's the laptop open and uh, and straight on we manifest then. Jesus, I can only imagine. So you're basically doing two full-time jobs. I, I know and originally you were, you were raising money for charity and, and you said you still do. But but is it is this like is this a personal achievement for you to be able to put on these festivals or is it a financial thing or what, what drives you to basically work a second job after you finish your daily full-time job <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just basically I, I just want to put on a really good heavy metal festival right basically I, and you know and you know i just you know it's in my mind and i hope it's in the minds of other people as well 
you know, there isn't like a, a festival like this, I don't think. No. You see, uh, you know, well, it's where you've got, you know, it's, it's a different genre of bands, but it's, but it's all, I mean, it's in my eyes, it, it's all the, it's all the good metal bands, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and you're getting the likes of Sarah Thungle. Like, I don't, have they ever even played the UK? I don't think they have. No, uh, we, uh, it, it was the same thing again. Um, I, um, I got told that they might be coming to the UK. Mm. And uh, it's, and I just thought, right, I've got to jump on this. Just got to jump on it. And, um, and I got in touch with Jarvis. I said, look, <laughs> are these rumours true that Sarah Thungle? They're coming to uh, uh, they're coming to the UK. He goes, yeah, yeah. So I just got in touch with their agent. We mm. saved again. I just said, look, he's we've got to make this happen. Mm. We really have, and uh, yeah, and they were totally up for it. Yeah. And then um, is like I know Jarvis manages Sarah Thungle as well. Obviously, uh, is is Sarah Thungle and Night Demon now a package deal when you try and book one of them, or did you want Night Demon as well? Yeah, I wanted Night Demon as well. Right. But was yeah. it a package deal? Um, it, it, well, it was. Uh, we we actually got um, what, uh, midnight, uh, night, and midnight as well. Yeah, yeah, in Syrafungal as part of a package. So I was just like, hell yeah, I'm booking that. All right, you know, a big midnight fan. Yeah, so I was just like, yeah, and like I say, I uh, I was chatting to Jarvis um, on Instagram. I think it was a few months prior. And I just said, look, I've got to get you playing manifest. I've got, to, I've got to get you. And mm. uh, he said, yeah, we'll, we'll try and work something out. Yeah, yeah. He, he's planning his own thing in Ireland. Actually, I don't know if he said it to you, but I'm not, I'm not spilling any beans here because he said it to me on my podcast. Uh, so he has his Frost and Fire festival now. He's, he's doing Frost. That's Frost, right. Yeah, Frost and Fireland. Or he was originally going to call it anyway, but uh, I'm actually going to be away at Copenhagen during that, so I'm very disappointed. <laughs> But um, glad I was glad to see them announced and Sarah Thungle as well announced uh, for Manor Fest. Fingers crossed for Visigoth. I don't want you to spill any beans yourself uh, about any upcoming announcements. But if if Visigoth played, I'd be a very 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 happy man. Um, yeah. Me too. Me too. Right. <laughs> so like, wh- how how far back does this heavy metal? I'm gonna say probably obsession because the way you described. Your reasons for doing this is that you want to put on a good heavy metal festival. How how far back does this go? Were you a heavy metal fan since you were a young child, or oh, when, yeah. when did you get into it? Um, I was yeah, I've been a metal fan since about ten years old. Right. But, uh, I think the first time I ever bought was Saxon. It was Strong Arm with the Law, and uh, yeah, and uh, and it's just been an obsession ever since. Really, you know, I've been in bands, so still playing a band now. And uh, but yeah, I, 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 I just love metal. I love all you know their metal. I just don't like one sort of their genre. I mean, mm. I listen to new wave, um, heavy metal like one week and death metal and black net uh, black metal the next. And after thirty odd years, yeah, it's still strong. And then uh, you said the first album you bought was Saxon. Was that a current album at the time you bought it? Uh, no, no, I actually. Um, I went to like a car boot sale and uh, and I just looked at the album cover and just went, yeah, it's interesting. So anyway, so I put it on. Uh, I started listening to Iron Maiden just before and a mate of mine had uh, it with Killers on tape. Mm. And um, but uh, but at, at that particular point, I never got into Maiden. But um, 
I think it was about, what, 1987, 88 when I got that album. Right, okay. And then I assume you got into Maiden eventually, did you? Oh, yes. Whew. Yeah, it's just one band, you know. They, they can't do it wrong in my eyes. They're, they're one of them bands that I made into me. Very good. And uh, did you hear the new album? I assume you did. Any thoughts? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm liking it, mate. I'm, I'm really liking it. But, uh, but, but like I say, it's Iron Maiden, so I'm going to love it. So. Yeah. I know. I'm quite similar myself. So uh, you're already booking bands for 2023. Uh, 2022 has yet to happen. Like, what keeps you going? What keeps you constantly working on this project, which seems like it's, it, realistically, it seems like it's never ending? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's just to get it, you know, uh, established, you know, as the first festival of the season. You know? Yeah, because it's yeah. quite early, actually, in May. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, that's that, that's my sort of aim and that's my, you know, ambition. You know, that's what keeps me going. You know, I, yeah, I want to get this established just like, you know, people did with Bloodstock and, and Damnation and... You know, you know, and so on and so on. You know, I just wanted it to be that first heavy metal, you know, a festival of the season, really. And um, so I, I thought it was interesting earlier when you said you just wanted to put on a good heavy metal festival, and yeah. I, I felt like the the current crop of heavy metal festivals don't actually cater to my tastes. Well, certainly ones that are in the UK, which is an easy trip for me, obviously just coming from Ireland. Um, so the likes of Download or even Bloodstock, in fairness, like they might have one or two or three bands that I like, but the rest of the lineup is not really anything I'm interested in. It's all kind of modern sounding bands that are around for the last couple of years. And I don't think of Shine Down or something like that. I'm just like, that does not appeal to me. Whereas the lineup of this each time a band has announced, I'm like, yes, this is excellent. This is exactly the type of music that I like. So, well, well that's it. It's, I'm just like you guys, you know. You know, I see like festivals like Download and stuff, and it, it's always like the same three headliners or something. Mm. And it's very rare you get, you know, like underground bands on. Never, never. That's it. So, you know, and, you know, I'm like you, you know, I want to see, I want to see bands like, you know, Cyril Fungal. Mm. You know, my dying bride headlining, you know, eternal champion. I want to see bands like that, you know, <laughs> and and this is what I want you guys to see as well, because it's very rare that these sort of bands, you know, it get onto a bloodstock or a download or something like that. So, and um, do you only book bands that you personally are a fan of, or do you book bands that you think people want to hear, or a combination of both? Uh, it's a combination of the both. There's some bands, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I am a fan of, but you know, not a great fan like you know, and some of the other bands. But I know people want to hear them, hmm. and, and of course, is I want to see them, and that they change my mind as well, sort of thing. But yeah, you know, it, it is a combination of the two, really. You know, um, yeah, yeah, I, I have book bands that I like, you know, Dan Magus and. And everyone, uh, Cyril Fungal for this one, My Dying Bride, Rotting Christ. I love them bands. But I think you guys want to hear them too, so. And, and how do you gauge that? Like, so you're saying maybe you've booked some bands that you aren't maybe a, a massive fan of, but how do you gauge 
what you think the audience or the ticket purchasers or potential purchasers of tickets want to hear? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's we do a lot of research, you know, online and everything as well. It, but it's like I say, it's just very rare you get a candle mass headline in a festival, it, 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 especially in the UK. Mm. So, you know, I think, you know, uh, you know, is I want to hear it, you know. So I'm sure there's plenty of other people out there who want to hear it. So let, and that's, so let's just get it booked. You know, that's that's how I sort of uh, see it, and uh, you know, <laughs> engaging by everybody else's reaction, and that's to everything. I think um, I think we've done all right so far. Yeah, seems reasonable. So, what is a, a festival day like for you? I mean, I know it's been a couple of years since you did it, but like, what what are you doing backstage, and how stressful is it? And and what what are your duties on the day the actual show is happening? Oh, just everything, everything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's putting out fires everywhere. <laughs> no, it's, it's, I quite enjoy it actually. I mean, I always try and watch like a couple of um, a couple of songs of each band. So far, I've managed I managed to see one set. I think one full set, which was uh, I think was Grad Magus. I think the first one, mm. but uh, but you know. Um, I tried to watch Orange Goblin when we had them on, but um, didn't get a chance. But uh, but no, I'm doing everything. I'm, you know, when Grand Magus uh, came, it with their guitars got lost. Oh no! Yeah, so I had to try and sort all that out and and everything. So I didn't really sleep, <laughs> you know, uh, on that Friday night. Then that panicking if the guys were going to have guitars or not. And uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm doing everything. I, I, Everything that you can sort of think of backstage, you know, it's um, I'm doing it, you know, the, you know, solving it, you know, problems here, there. Yeah, it is stressful, but I do enjoy it. You know, it's weird. I know, but uh, I don't and know. like, obviously, you're not doing all of this by yourself. Do you do you employ a staff? And like, if so, when does that staff kick in? Is it just the day of the event, or is it leading up to it? Do you have people helping you out? Well, it's, it's always just been just me, really. Really? Yeah. Yeah, then on the last one with Orange Goblin, I actually, yeah, he's, he's got a stage crew in. I thought, I, I can't do it again, and that all on my own. So, and that's so I got a stage crew in. And, uh, and, and of course, with 2022, of course, you know, because of uh, being a bigger beast, we've got all kinds of people involved, which is really good because, it's, because it has taken quite a lot of pressure off me at this time around. Mm. And so, because we've got you know yeah, a different stage, we've got stage crews in, we've got we've got uh, more people working behind the scenes and everything. So yeah, so it's um, and uh, so this time round, yeah, the pressure's still there, but um, I feel that for twenty twenty two, you know, I don't feel it as much to be honest. Okay, and then and then things like this stuff, like um, bands are going to want to sell their own merchandise. You have to have bars, uh, people employed serving drinks. Like it sounds like you were thrown into this by your by your own admission. How do you learn about all of that? Like setting up a bar, getting bar staff, setting up a merch stand. Is that something you just had to learn the hard way on the job, or did you have anybody kind of teaching you, showing you the ropes, or anything like that? No, no, just basically, I, I just had to learn everything. He <laughs> right. was just like, right, Wayne, do it. And I'm like, oh, my God, what, what is what have I walked into? You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I've just had to learn it all myself, really. 
been a course, like I say, with 2022, uh, the, the people who helped me out on the last, uh, it was on the last manifest I've kept and, um, and we're all working as a team now. So, but yeah, I was just, I was just thrown in at the deep end and just either sink or swim, so they say. Fair enough, fair enough. And have you had, like, you don't need to name any names or anything, but have you had any diva moments with artists, uh, you know, only brown M&Ms in the, in the writer, all that type of stuff? <laughs> uh, not yet, not no. yet, not yet. We've been quite lucky at that manifest. Um, we, um, we've had no diva demands as yet. Very good. And, and do bands actually ask for backstage writers, or is that just a, something like a, a myth? Oh yeah, there's yeah yeah yeah. Oh, oh there is riders. I tell you, there's right. just tables and tables of booze and and food and yeah yeah. We have got it wrong a couple of times and stuff where you know you should try and get everything. Well, it, we we always get as much as we can. We always try and look after each band, which you know. I think that's why Memoriam keep coming back because we do look after uh, the, the bands. It's we've uh, gone, you know, he's got all this stuff. Then, then, then we sort of forget one of the guys is a vegetarian. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh no, it's, we've got everything, but we forgot he's a vegetarian and stuff. But uh, but no, it's we do try and look after the bands as you know as much as we can. But uh, but yeah, it's we. Um, I don't think we've ever had any like that stupid demands yet. We'll Very probably good. get all next year. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking at you, Candlemas. No, we're joking. Um, <laughs> so, so like um, with with things like a writer, like if a band is saying, "I want 24 cans of whatever and two bottles of Jack Daniels," do you do you build that into their fee, or how does that work? Yeah, um, it's we. Is we always say, look, you know, this is what we prepare, uh, prepare to offer the bands. That includes your riders and everything, you know. But but that rider, you know, is including the fee. Right. So and if that, they're asking for extravagant stuff, they are taking a hit for that financially. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I I always wondered about that. Just uh, inquisitive. Yeah. All right. Um. Okay. So we'll probably wrap it up now soon. But um. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to next year. Um. I mean, I'm sure. At this stage, it's gonna go ahead. Like it's we're what are we? It's it's May, is it? May, May of yeah. May of twenty twenty two. So we're eight months out. Unless something goes horrendously wrong, I think we're on the home straight here. And very, very, very much looking forward to seeing Candlemas, Eternal Champion, Siratungal, Night Demon, uh, and others as well, which I'm sure I'll discover in the day. Um so yeah, that's um that's kind of gonna do it, I reckon, for this interview. But do you have any final words to anyone who might be listening, who might be thinking of buying a ticket but hasn't yet actually pressed the button? Yeah, all, all I can say is, you know, yeah, it's get a ticket because you know, yeah, the more people that buy the tickets, you know, yeah, the more we can do this year after year. You just get out there, but <laughs> you know, just buy a ticket, you know, because it's just very rare that you look that you're gonna see is line up like this unsigned bands playing alongside big bands uh, the first festival of the season we want to make it as big as we can for you guys so yeah get, get your tickets for hot excellent stuff all right i'm gonna leave it there thanks a million wayne for doing the podcast really appreciate it oh, i no hope to problem. see you at uh, Manorfest. yeah yeah i'll see you at the bar and uh yeah but no doubt we'll have a beer or two All right, so that was Wayne from Manorfest Open Air, taking place in Toaster next year. 
uh, from the 27th to the 29th of May. Tickets still available. Fucking fantastic lineup, as I said earlier. Accept, Overkill, Visigoth, Candlemas, Eternal Champion, Rotting Christ, My Dying Bride, Sirith Ungle, Night Demon. I don't see how you could miss this if you're a heavy metal fan and you live within a short plane distance away, a short flight. Definitely for Visigoth, definitely. Um, I just think they're fantastic. And Eternal Champion as well. He's just got the best bands that are current and a lot of veteran bands who are also producing excellent music to this day. So yeah, that's one that's a real highlight for me in 2022. And that's going to do it for this episode as well. Um, So thank you for listening. Thank you, Wayne, for participating. I really appreciate you doing that interview with me back in September. And apologies for making you wait so long to hear it. I just had other irons in the fire at the time, which needed to be, I don't know, taken out of the fire. I don't know where that's going. Um, So this is going to do it for episode 45. As I said, the next two episodes you'll hear will be full interviews. One that I did with Joe Sigler and one that I did with Mick Wall for my Sabbath arc. But you'll be getting the full interview in both cases. And also in both cases, there was a lot of material that didn't air on those episodes so i hope you enjoy those i will see you again for a proper episode in the new year that is going to do it for this episode so thanks for listening and i'll see you next time (laughs) 